and you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We're coming to the second hour. It is kind of overcast outside, a little bit little bit better than yesterday. Yesterday was rainy as. But this morning, we are going to get into another clue for the quiz, and then we're going to read some of you guys' text messages. So give us another clue for the quiz. What's our fourth clue? Elizabeth said to me, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Wow. Mm. This, this, this lady is kind of... Kind of important, it sounds like. Did you just assume her gender? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's Excuse a woman. Excuse me? <laughs> just the clue literally said, <laughs> the child you, you will wear. Oh, no, us. stop, 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 <laughs> stop it, Monica, please. Like, we are, we're talking about, that is blasphemous. 0491064669 is the number to call if you know who this woman indeed is. Yes, amen, amen. 0491064669. And you'll go into the draw to win Growing in Jesus, the two-volume set by Mark and Ernestine Finley. But hey, let's get into some text message real quick. We've got one coming in. It says, I must say that both of you would bring a smile to anyone's day, no matter what they are going through. Very contagious enthusiasm. Bless. Praise the Lord. Wow, that's cute. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) He's looking so warm and fuzzy right now. You should see him. I feel feel like a tear is about to come out. I don't don't read these before I read them on the show. You know, I want to get a a fresh, authentic reaction. And I'm like, I'm like, man. That, that's also true. <laughs> uh, okay, I've got a, another another text message here. That was a great story about the apples. Hard to believe from 14,000 to 11 commercial know, right? apples. It seems at present there are 7,500 varieties of apple grown throughout the world. 100 varieties of apples are grown commercially in the United States. Apples are grown commercially in 36 states. Yeah, wow. So... Yeah. Someone's done some Googling. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, uh, I think all our listeners should just get out there and graph some apple trees together and start creating their own varieties. Like, yeah. That's a whole thing. Oh, dude, I'm going to create the Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Granny Smith. <laughs> I'm going to create the Nom Nom Mon Mon. <laughs> what's that going to taste like? What, what kind of apple do you want? It's going to be super crunchy, I reckon, very crisp, uh-huh. and like a mellow honey kind of flavor. Because my okay. favorite apples are yellow apples, which are almost impossible to really? find in Australia. Yeah, you can, I, I've only ever found them in America, yellow apples. Like, honest to goodness, yellow apples. I know that here you can get apples that, like, one side of them is yellow, the other side's red, mm. but in America, they're like full yellow, full yellow, and yeah. they're just amazing. Yeah, I am like through and through a Granny Smith guy. I love green apples; they're my I favorite. I would have picked that about you. They're actually. like nice and sour. They taste like like lollies. That's that's what I love. Oh, about. like sour lollies. Yeah, yeah they're so yeah, good. I can't handle it. I like them to cook with. Like I, I eat a green apple, and I'm like, how have I not just like stuffed a bag of gummy bears right now like that's what my <laughs> mouth feels like so good um next it says here imagine calling yourself a christian pastor and then calling him a liar by instituting laws contrary to his law yeah exactly so true but that's a banger text that's mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. um the jews of old were similar in many ways and the leadership ended up crucifying jesus like solomon said nothing is new under the sun god will judge Amen. That is that is Amen. a oh, that is a banger. That's awesome. Um, and then says here another great story from Asian Aid. As the saying goes, give a, ma- a man a fish and he will have food for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, or if you teach a man to have a garden, that they can you know grow off and live you know subsistently. 
<laughs> He'll be set for life. This is what you are doing. What a blessing. Jesus said, feed the hungry and you sure you are surely doing that. May God supply all your needs and bless your ministry as you work for the master. Amen. I, I see so much like organizations like Asian Aid, you know, they're doing a ministry that isn't them getting up on a pulpit to preach, but through their actions, they're revealing Christ to people. And I love the point too, that, hey, everything that we do, we're not, we're not doing it anonymously. We're doing it to represent Christ and we're leading people back to our schools and our institutions mm. to, to help them to know Christ. Mm. You know, people like there's often, it comes up like the scenario of like the, the billionaire who's like too humble to take credit or, or, you know, or like, or the rich person that like gives a lot, but too humble to take credit. Is, is that really humility? I think the greatest humility would be to say, I'm doing this because of Christ. Like that, that is, that is what we want. We want to give all glory to God because he deserves it because he has done everything to receive glory. He's enabled us to have the means to be able to support the people who don't. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go to God and, um, and praise him and glorify him when we do these amazing things. And that's exactly what Asian Aid are doing. So praise the Lord yeah, amen. for their ministry. Now, we are going to oh, continue wait, wait, wait. on. Oh, wait. I just want to say, if you want to uh, text in and you know chime in on everything that we're presenting on or answer the quiz clue or ask a question of the day, the mm. number is 0491064669. Be interactive with us. Send us messages. Ask us questions. You know, We, we like to answer a question of the day at the end of the show mm. every day, and we are looking for some more questions if you have any. Mm. So, yeah, send something through. Here's Sky texted shot. in Mon Mon Apple with a hint of mushroom. Room. Okay, I'm going. See ya, bye! <laughs> bye! She, she's just leaving the studio. Okay, anyway, to our Bible study. I'm, How dare you! I'm, oh, oh, we've got some more text messages coming. I'm, I quit! I am totally unfazed by that, Monica. Like, your departure to me, I am... I am not lost at all. Uh, Do you know what? Who said that through? I'm going to climb through the radio and I'm going to come out there and turn you into something a mushroom would grow on! Wow, that's, that, that is incredibly threatening. I am actually scared. Now, please, guys, pray for my wife. DJ Shell, get the shovel. We're going out. Okay, let's, 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 uh. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> we, have a, we have a last text message here uh, just to quell the situation. It says, going back to apples, I wonder how many varieties were in the Garden of Eden. I wonder as well. Probably a bunch. I wonder if maybe it was a bit like a like a Noah's Ark situation where they had like you know just the the mm-hmm. alpha apples and then maybe Adam and Eve like the made <laughs> millions of apple varieties from it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because like, yeah. Ultimately, like every apple and fruit and animal and whatnot that we have today is like as a result of cross breeding and cross pollinating. Speaking of cross breeding and eating apples, we've been sitting here right now in the studio eating a papple. I brought in a papple yeah. today. DJ Sheldon didn't like it. She said it was too much like a pear. But I found it at Woolies yesterday uh-huh. after having Do slacked, you like slacked them out. Yeah, I don't mind it. But um, when I saw it in the shop, I was like, oh, is that a Nashi? But then I wasn't quite sure. I took a closer look. And on the label, it said Papple. Uh-huh. And on the price code, it said Pear Papple. So it's a cross between a pear and apple, which is what I thought Nashi was. And it is quite Nashi-like, but maybe more a step on the apple side of the Nashi quota. Mm. Yeah. I wonder, like, okay, so we, we're, like, cross-pollinating pears and apples. Can you cross-pollinate, like, an apple with, like, a citrus? You can cross-pollinate just about anything. My mum last night was telling me about a gentleman who had grafted a tree with so many different things. It was a fruit salad tree. And you can actually Google this, fruit salad tree. And it's one tree that grows a whole variety of apple, uh, fruits. Okay. I guess that doesn't mean but crossing d- them, though. Yeah, that does that grafting. mean that, like, 
That's yeah, just I don't know, that's a good question. Any gardeners know? I'm like, yeah, can a citrus be crossed with a, no, like an apple, for example? I feel like if you could, we would have already had Yeah, in it's either regard. super gross or it doesn't <clears throat> exist. That's, yeah. that's why we don't have Who them. knows? But ho- gardening, gardening is actually the world's largest hobby, did you know? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's the most uh, worldwide um, enjoyed hobby on the planet. So maybe somebody on the radio, I mean, listening knows, but they're not. Citrus and apples have been. Yeah, we're probably. This is probably a dumb idea. We're completely. Uh, hey, I'd try it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, do it. A lemon apple, bro. Oh my oh, goodness, that, that would sounds go good. Crazy. Yeah, that would go insane. I love lemons peel, and I love apple. Yeah, well, that's the question. Like, how does that mm. work? I think I think it doesn't. I'm like, yeah, I have a I'm feeling pretty sure it doesn't the work. Cells are like, gonna be like, like nah. yeah, they're just messed up. Nah, but yeah. you know. Anyways. Anyway, so off track right now. <laughs> Let's continue into our Bible study. We're, we're going to be talking a little bit about eating and, and food and what it caused people to do and what it caused people to not do. Well, we covered that yesterday. We're continuing on with the blessing of Isaac, um, the blessing of the firstborn, and how Jacob goes about obtaining that blessing. Now, we saw yesterday he set his first step into motion by receiving the birthright, you know, through an oath from Esau, who just gave it up for a pot of stew that, I don't know, either must have been really good or this guy must have been having big time right. buyer's regret. Maybe there were some lentils in there that we have lost. To a time. Yeah, 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 that's right. Rare lentils. Delicious lentils. Yeah. Lentils that are better than the ones we get in cans now. Do you, do you like lentils? I love lentils, but I can't imagine selling anything for like a pot of lentils. Especially yeah. not my birthright. <laughs> <laughs> like they're good, but they're not that good. So maybe yeah. these were like some real banger lentils. Yeah, this is like something else. Oh, you know, it's uh, heightened. His, his want to sell the birthright is heightened by two two factors. One, that he's like starving to death. And secondly, uh, that he is... It actually says he despises his birthright. Like he, yeah. he, he doesn't necessarily want it at this time. Um, being a young guy and being put in he the position has of beef with it. receiving yeah. the birthright. So mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Now it comes to the time where Isaac is to give the blessing of the birthright. To Esau. Obviously, we said yesterday, he hasn't been alerted to this plan that's taking place, um, to this intention. Um, but Rebecca knows. The mother knows. The father doesn't know. You know, dysfunctional family going on here, keeping secrets from one another. Don't do this with your kids, guys. Don't have favorites. I'm, I'm speaking as someone who has absolutely no experience in this area, but this is, I can just read the Bible and see why this is a problem because yeah. you have, this, this story of like deception and, and all these different things taking place. Now, um, Jacob mm. hatches this plan that is kind of inspired by his mother. His mother says, okay, go and get like two kids, you know, two little goats and cook them up and, you know, make them for your, for your dad, make a stew and then go in there and you can receive the birthright. Yeah, Rebecca is well involved in this plot. Like yeah. she's over, she's done the eavesdropping. She's overheard what, is going down between Esau and his father, and now she's going to snake in and pip him at the gate mm. with her little devious plan. That's right. She's mm. she's in 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 the thick right now. Yeah. But if we come to verse eleven, we see some some reservations from Jacob here. Do you want to pick it up in verse eleven and read? You know, probably verse thirteen. But look, Jacob replied to Rebecca. My brother Esau is a hairy man and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him and he'll curse me instead of blessing me. But his mother replied, Then let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you. Go out and get goats for me. 
Okay, so so we're we're seeing here some some like Jacob Jacob wants this to take place, but he's like, oh, I I don't have a solution, you know, to to this problem of a roadblock. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm a smooth, you know, hairless dude. I don't know how hairless he was. He's probably like just regular I think kind of level. Esau was just exceptionally hairy. Yeah, I think he, he was pretty quite normal. Just Esau was the the hairy just, one. Just a big hairy bloke, mm. and uh, he's like, yeah, like this isn't going to work. Uh, we are clearly different people with yeah. different levels of hair. And then you know, Rebecca comes back. Hey, go and get a go and get a goat. Go and get a goat because you know we can see she's hatching this plan here. She's like, oh, how are we going to enable uh, Jacob to pull us off? Well, then we'll give him hair. Like if that's the problem, we'll solve it. Let's continue reading on uh, in verse fourteen. Let's read down to verse seventeen. So Jacob went out and took the young goats for his mother. Rebecca took them and prepared a delicious meal just the way Isaac liked it. Then she took Esau's favorite clothes, which were there in the house, and gave them to her younger son Jacob. She covered his arms and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of the young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including freshly baked bread. Man, this is like a bit of a process going on yeah. here. They're, they're cooking stew. They're like, well, they're cooking this meal. This must have taken hours. Skinning goats. Skinning like, goats. Man, like it shows me. Firstly, Esau must be on a serious hunting trip. You yeah, know, trying to get these animals. He must be struggling big time. But secondarily, like this is like. Lots of forethought is going into this. Yeah. They want to absolutely make sure that Jacob can receive this blessing. And then I'm a little grossed out because it says that she uses the skin of the young goat. Yeah. Because it's like fresh So she's, she's like they've killed the goat and they've mm-hmm. skinned it. And mm-hmm. maybe they've dried it out a little bit, like wiped the blood off it and just like chucked it on over the yeah, top. Yeah, wow. Which is, again, whew, intense, heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they are going to extreme lengths uh, to make this take place. Uh, let's continue on um, in verse 18. And we'll, yeah, we'll just, we'll just read down, see how the story ends up. So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said. Yes, my son, Isaac answered. Who are you, Esau or Jacob? Jacob replied, it's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here is the wild game. Now sit up and eat it so, I, so you can give me your blessing. Isaac asked, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God put it in my path, Jacob replied. Oh, a bit of a lie. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you really are Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy just like Esau's. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. Are you really my son Esau, he asked. Yes, I am, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said, Now, my son, bring me the wild game. Let me eat it, and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father, and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him, and Isaac caught the smell of his clothes. And sorry, and when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced and he blessed his son. He said, ah, the smell okay, of my... right, right. We'll just, we'll, we'll get into the blessing in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But okay, so some, some back and forth has taken place here. Um, and, you know, this can be a situation. Mm. Where there's half truths being told, mm-hmm. you know, half truths. Like, like face listen, lies. listen, 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 listen. Like Jacob could say, you know, maybe he feels some remorse. This, this is what could have happened. Where it's like, are you Esau? And it's like he's had ample opportunity to get out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> but you know, because 
the reason I bring this up is because in the face of the question of like, oh, where did the where did the kid come from? Mm-hmm. We actually see Jacob make an attempt to not lie. Where he says, like, oh, the, he didn't say, oh, well, I found it in the field. Da, da, da. He says, the Lord put it in my way, which is kind of a lie as well. But, like, he's uh, he's trying to give kind of shaky answers. A but, answer. But then when straight up asks, like, are you Esau or Jacob? He's like, I am Esau. You know, he could have said, <clears throat> he could have said, oh, who do you think it is, father? You know, smell me, you know, feel my hair. Like, who do you think it is? Like, without giving indication or anything. No, he's not trying to tell half-truths. He's like, you know, which is which is what has taken place with his fathers before him, right? You see the, the situation of Abraham and Sarai when they head into Egypt. And there's this situation of, of half tr- half-truths, and which actually just lies. And it's, you know, people by the best intentions trying to do the right thing, but doing the wrong thing. And we see the same thing play- taking place in Isaac's life. But when we come down to this story, it's ultimately... We're just we're just weaseling our way in. Like yeah. that that's what's happening. He's just absolutely like just telling bold faced lies, as you said. And like you said, it's not really a surprise because he's been modeled that by his family that's right. for generations. He now. comes from a, a generational like yeah, generational deception. And we see here this is this is this is an awful situation. Like this is terrible. Like lying and and stealing the birthright, all of these different things. This is this is a really, really awful situation. Um, but it is taking place and it, it just really highlights the tragic dysfunction uh amongst his family. But this is this is the crazy thing. I think the crazy point that we're about to get to is that <laughs> Jacob actually receives the blessing. And that blessing actually means something. Like, I could say to you right now, Monica, I could be like, Monica, you are receiving the blessing of my firstborn. But those words mean absolutely nothing. They're unbinding. They're not true. Like, I could say, you know, on behalf of God, Monica, you have the blessing of my firstborn. But absolutely makes, like, obviously makes no sense. Um, but, like, it doesn't mean anything. Whereas Isaac's words are binding between not only Isaac and Jacob, but between Isaac and God. And we see amongst this dysfunction... God is kind of, I wouldn't say passive, but I would say merciful to what's to what's taking place here. Um, obviously, God foreknows what's going to happen. God also knows that Jacob rightfully obtained the birthright. Jacob didn't trick Esau into giving him the birthright. It was Esau's decision. Um, and that oath was binding. And so Jacob should receive the blessing. Now, his father probably wouldn't go through with it. And so he's having to seek to deceive him to get it. Um, but God is respecting um, what has taken place here between Esau and Jacob and letting it letting it go through, even though it's in the midst of a terrible dysfunctional situation that is going to have awful ramifications for Jacob from this point forward. Like, from this point forward, like, Jacob does not live a good life. I- I'll say that. Like, Jacob, you know, I think in the end things kind of work out for him, even though they kind of, they end up in Egypt, but they're, they're looked after. And that's stories we're going to get to in the future. But from this point forward, in striving so heavily to, uh, you know, obtain this birthright, because, you know, what are the different factors that can motivate it? Maybe it's money, responsibility, power, these kinds of things. Ultimately, his life only gets more difficult from this point forward. And it shows us, like, you know... And I think that's the reason why God is allowing it to happen. He's like, hey, you want this so bad? <laughs> let's let's see what becomes of this. Like, mm-hmm. what's, let's see. Um, but right now, it gets to the point all the way where he's deceived his father to the point where his father is giving him the blessing. So do you want to read that blessing <clears throat> for us? Can I read the sentence before? Because it's kind of funny. What do you mean? 
you, you missed me in that sentence. So Jacob went over and kissed him and Isaac catches the smell of his clothes and that's when he's convinced and he says, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors. <laughs> what a funny thing to say. That's awesome. Which the Lord has blessed. And then he goes into his blessing. From the dew of heaven and the richness of earth, may God always give you abundant harvests of grain and bountiful new wine. Many May many nations come become your servants and may they bow down to you. May you become the master of your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed and all who bless you will be blessed. Mm. So we see here, this is actually very much like, these were the words that we said to Abraham by God. There is a key and crucial point missing here. Um, but I would say, yeah, ultimately, this is the blessing that he's received from God, um, that Isaac, ha- that sorry, Abraham has received, and he's passing it now on to his son, Jacob. This is official. This is binding. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right now, we are going to get into our fifth and final clue for the quiz. By the way, I don't think we actually gave away the answer for yesterday's quiz. Oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was, it was Belshazzar. Belshazzar. Yeah. That's not the answer to today's quiz. The last clue for today's quiz is this. My husband is Joseph and I am the mother of Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> really easy. Yep. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Who is the hus- uh, wife of Joseph and the mother of Jesus? This person is incredibly famous, and we hope that you know who it is. And uh, again, Monica just gave the number, but we'll give it to you again. 0491-064-669. If you get it correct, make sure you text or say, if you call in, may I enter the quiz, and you will be entered to win. Um, sorry, may I enter the draw? And you will go in the draw to win Growing in Jesus, the two-volume set. But right now, we are racing um, through this story of what's happened with Jacob and with Isaac, he's received the blessing here, mission successful, and he is told by Isaac, yes, you will be, you know, the through you, um, you you will be the one who is blessed. You will continue the nation um, that would well, that would God would later change Jacob's name to Israel. It would be through him in which the nation would come. And I, I mentioned just before we hit the break, I said there was one crucial detail missed missed out and it's at the end of verse 29 in my bible it says curse be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you now the one sentence that is missing from this blessing that isaac gives is through you the entire world would be blessed it says blesses those who bless you but the the statement is explicitly made to abraham that through you the entire all of the nations all the families of the world would be blessed and that promise is ultimately leading alluding to the fact that through his descendants, the Messiah will come. Mm-hmm. Now, Isaac, it's kind of, it's absent here. You could say it's lumped in with bless those who bless you, but that's a, a blessing that everyone receives. Like, yeah. that's a blessing that, um, you know, in the blessing of Cain, right? Well, not the blessing of Cain. Cain receives, like, a curse and a marking, but then it's like, that marking, it's like, oh, you know, if anyone attacks you and tries to kill you, they'll be cursed. And so you could say, you know, like, yeah, if you're not cursed, then you're blessed. But no, it's specifically this promise that alludes to the Messiah coming. It's kind of left out here, and you could maybe chalk that up to, yeah, they're in a, just a really heavy situation, and they're probably, you know, their minds aren't what God uh, what God wants their minds to be on. You know, it's not on God's purpose for them, rather just trying to obtain this blessing. But we know that it is binding. Like, 
what Isaac says here is is binding and correct. And from this point forward, Jacob is the one with the birthright. Now, we see Esau's response, and we see Isaac's response too, because he kind of finds out about this this conspiracy, and how from this point forward, Jacob's life is infinitely more difficult. So let's pick it up in verse 30, um, and let's read, let's read down to like verse 33. As soon as Isaac <clears throat> had finished blessing Jacob, and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. <clears throat> Excuse me. Esau prepared a delicious meal and brought it to his father. Then he said, sit up, my father, and eat my wild game so you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, who are you? Esau replied, it's your son, your firstborn son, Esau. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably and said, then who just served me wild game? I have already eaten it and I blessed him just before you came. And yes, that blessing must stand. Oof. Ooh la la. Yikes. I think Isaac is realizing here, like, What's taking place? Like, tremble. Like, this is a serious thing. Like, this Mm. is a really, really big deal. And he is, like, trembling exceedingly. Like, he is actually shocked and in horror at what's taking place. You know, especially for this guy. The reason Isaac, uh, sorry, Jacob could pull this off was because Isaac is blind. Mm-hmm. Like someone who's already like, you're blind, you're struggling with that. Like you'd feel so vulnerable. Yeah. And now someone's completely taken advantage of you and your vulnerability. Like that is just. I'm realizing the extent that they've gone to pull that off. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's heavy. They're like, man, a thief, a serious thief has done this. Um, but then uh, it says here, uh, actually, do you want to read verse 34? Then Esau heard his father's words. Sorry, when Esau heard his father's words, he let out loud and bitter cry. Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. But Isaac said, your brother was here and he tricked me. He has taken away your blessing. Mm. Heavy stuff. You want to read verse 36 as well? Esau exclaimed, no wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First he took my rights as the first one and now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? Mm. Do you want to read? Oh, let's. Let, well, I'm just skipping through here. I want to see Esau's interaction with Isaac because Isaac just continually and repeatedly says, Jacob's taken the blessing. Uh, but do you want to read verse 38 for us too? Esau pleaded, but do you only have one blessing? Oh, my father blessed me too. Then Esau broke down and wept. Yeah. Okay. So, so Esau is clearly by this point before he had like contempt towards his mm-hmm. blessing. Now he clearly wants it. Um, and he's very upset because he has lost it. Now let's see the blessing. Going on what he had till it was gone. That's right. But, um, his father is like, like Isaac, he keeps pleading with him. Oh, surely you have a second blessing for me. You know, can, surely you can make me great too. Well, now we'll read the blessing of Isaac towards Esau. If you want to get that for us in verse 39. Finally, his father Isaac said to him, you will live away from the riches of the earth and away from the dew of the heaven above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. Oof. Um, and then like, Oh, if we compare this with what Jacob was told, mm-hmm. Jacob's like, okay, you know, all of your grain and your everything will grow exceedingly. Like you will be immensely blessed. Bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, all these different things. Like you'll have divine protection, all this stuff. And the blessing on Esau is you'll serve your brother. You'll live by the sword. You'll be a rough and wild dude. And uh, all of your people are probably going to struggle from this point forward. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely not the result that Esau yeah. was hoping for. He's like, Dad, bless me, please. And I, I'm sure that he probably could have done without this blessing upon hearing these words. But then, like, this is Esau's response we see here uh, in verse 41. You want to read that for us? From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme. I will soon be mourning my father's death, and then I will kill my brother Jacob. Oh, he is intent here. He is like... Now he's getting the shovel out. He's, yeah, he's like, it's done. It's yeah. over. Like mm-hmm. his life, it's done. He's he's gone a step too far, you know. And I could imagine their relationship up until this point. You know, you've got the the older brother, the wild man, the hunter, then the younger brother, mischievous, scheming. It's like you know, kind of this this dichotomy. And I'm sure that many times throughout Esau's life, he's probably been duped by his brother. He's had they've had this struggle. They've had these family problems. We know that the parents are playing favorites, but the ultimate result now is a hatred to the point where Esau is like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. My brother, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, he's not coming back from this. That's right. He says, time for, he says, time for mourning for my father. Like, oh, yeah, we'll mourn, you know, because he's been, like, led to deceit. But now it's over. And from this point forward, uh, Jacob just takes off. Jacob's, like, just gone. He's, like, he's taking the blessing. And he makes his way all the way over to a place called Haran, uh, which is around... I've, I've heard someone preach about this before. It's around 800 kilometers away. He just goes by foot, just like, he's just getting At out of there. At the behest of his mother, his mother sends him away because she overhears the murder plot. And it's funny because that is the last time Rebecca ever sees her son. Mm. And it's almost like a comeuppance for what she did. She cooked up that plan... And yeah, now she's had her own consequences because of that. She never yeah. gets to see her favorite again. Again, I, I think the, like, God respects what takes place here. Jacob does receive the birthright. But when this takes place, you know, due to lying and stealing, ultimately it has led to great tragedy in their family. And we see the height of dysfunction taking place right here. And there's definitely a lesson for us to learn. Hey, let's do things God's way. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. We don't have to go through this pain. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. But hey, right now it is time for... Question of the Day. All right, what is our question? What is Saul's fear in 1 Samuel 34, sorry, 31 verse 4? This is coming from Karen. Okay, Karen. Uh... 1 Samuel 31, verse 4, this is what the the verse says. It says, Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through it, lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore, Saul took a sword and fell on it. Now, uh, the question says, okay, why was Saul afraid? It wasn't actually Saul that was afraid. Uh, Saul was in despair and anguish and ultimately was conceding defeat in this battle, it was actually the armor-bearer that was afraid. He was the one that was afraid to kill Saul. Saul has said to his armor-bearer, his assistant here in war, he says, hey, kill me. And the armor-bearer says, no, because he's freaking out. And then so Saul falls on the sword and ends his own life. He, He commits suicide on the battlefield and kills himself. Now, 
why is it that the armor bearer was afraid? Wasn't there a battle? You know, this battle was between, well, Saul and the Philistines, but also there, you know, you see David and many of the Israelites that sympathized with David. You know, they wanted this to, to, to take place because Saul was a bad king who was doing bad things and leading Israel in a bad way. And David was a lot more popular. Why was this sad? Uh, sorry, why was he scared? I think he was scared specifically because he knew what would come of him. Mm. If he killed Saul, specifically from David. Now, um, we see this right throughout the book of First and Second Samuel in, you know, Saul's dealings with, Saul and David's dealings with one another. But I think one of the highlighted instances where this takes place is in First Samuel chapter 24 and verse 7, where it says, he said to his men, this is David speaking, he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lift my hand against him, for he is anointed of the Lord. With these words, David rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul, and Saul left the cave and went his way. This was in a situation where Saul was actively tracking down David to try and kill him. Then David has the opportunity to get rid of Saul. Saul's sleeping in a cave, and David's like, I can take his life right now. But instead of doing that, he just cuts off a piece of his cloak to show him, like, Actually, I could have killed you, but I'm not going to because David wants peace. Mm -hmm. David's like, even though David's the Lord's anointed, he's like, Saul is also the Lord's anointed. I don't want to kill him. Um, And the armor bearer is in this situation, this position, knowing that if Saul dies, David will 100% be the king. And if David becomes the king, he will be annihilated. Like he would be deeply punished for what he's done. And we know that this is what he was thinking and this is what he was afraid of um, because that's exactly what happens. If we go to 2 Samuel, so 1 Samuel 31 is like the last chapter of 1 Samuel. Then we come to 2 Samuel, the first chapter, and there is a soldier who comes to David and tells him all about what's taken place. And then David says, okay, what? Well, you know, you, you just told me that Saul, Saul died. How is it that Saul passed away? Um, and this soldier, thinking that he would receive some kind of reward for doing so, um, he says, now, he says, uh, sorry, as I happened by chance to be on Mount Gilboa, there was Saul leaning on his spear, and indeed the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. Now, when he was when he looked behind him, he saw me and called to me, and I answered and said, here I am. Then uh, he said to me, uh, are you in a, who, like, who are you? And he says, I'm, a, I'm an Amalekite. And he said to me again, please stand over me and kill me for anguish has come upon me and my life still remains in me. So I stood over him and I killed him because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. Now this guy, this Amalekite, like, tells just a blatant lie. Like, this isn't what took place. Like, Saul ended his own life. But he does so in a way, like, he says, oh yeah, he was already, like, kind of dying. But then I finished him off because he asked me to. Because ultimately he's trying to receive reward. Uh, for what he's done. It's like, yeah, David, I just did need this great favor. And as a result, it says, therefore, David took hold of his clothes and tore them. And so did all the men that were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until Saul and Jonathan, for Saul and Jonathan, his son, for the people of the Lord, for the house of Israel, because he had fallen by the sword. And David said to the young man, uh, where are you from? I am a, Ma- am a Malachite. And ultimately, it just, the verses go on from that point and just say that this guy is like strung up and killed for what he's done. Um, David did not want this to take place. The armor bearer knew the armor bearer knew that, so he didn't kill Saul. Um, and the person who claimed to have killed Saul, he yeah, he's the one who just gets absolutely annihilated as a result of it. So yeah, ultimately 
the reason the armor bearer was afraid was because of what David would do to him if he killed Saul. 0491 I also want to tell you guys, let you know, Lyle will be back tomorrow. So he will, you know, be back to the, the classic Lyle and Lawson show. Mon, thank you for spending time with us. It's been my pleasure. Oh, it's been amazing too. I've I've really enjoyed having Mon here. We are we are great I'm, friends. I'm happy you all got to hear me. <laughs> wow, you sound absolutely stoked, Monica. Uh, but guys, as we've said, thank you for listening. Hey, if you want to get to know more about the Bible, there are plenty of Bible studies uh, and study guides that you can go through through the Discovery Center. Give us a call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. But remember, guys, today spend time with Jesus. Spend time being close to Him, knowing what His truth is, and choosing Him in each moment. And guys, remember as you go through this day to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.